in the name of our crucified and risen Lord. Amen. It's Easter, ready or not, ready or not. This is not what I had in mind. I'm confident it's not what you had in mind either, not just because I'm speaking to a camera rather than a congregation, not just because there are no flowers or trumpets or grand procession. No, it's because of why you are not here and why I am here with just a few colleagues for whom, together with you, I am deeply grateful. It is, of course, because we are in the midst of a global pandemic, which right now has New York City, but not only New York City, firmly in its grip, with more infections and more death each day. This morning's gospel says that after the women encountered the risen Christ in the graveyard, they ran to tell their fellow disciples with fear and great joy. Fear seems real. Joy, perhaps elusive just now. So we tell ourselves that there has never been an Easter like this one, meaning we hope there'll never be another one like this again. Although I've spent time, not much, checking our archives, I think it's true. There's never been an Easter like this at St. James. And we all plan as soon as we can to get back to the services with the flowers and the trumpets and the timpani and the grand processions and maybe in honor of Miriam, we'll add some tambourines. But if that's our history, our history, it's not even close for most Christians. There are the historic examples. The Church of the Holy Sepulcher in Jerusalem, built over the spot where we believe Jesus was crucified and the tomb from which he rose the church that is crowded with pilgrims in absolutely every season, but never more than at Easter, is also closed this Easter. But it's not unprecedented. It had to close in the 14th century, too. Turns out that was a bad year for the plague. But it's not just ancient history. Wars have shuttered churches and destroyed them. Persecutions have left remnants of congregations worshiping in homes and catacombs. So this is not unprecedented, though knowing that doesn't make me like it anymore. Yet it does help me see what's true, what matters. What matters is this. It's Easter, ready or not. Jesus rose from the dead before dawn, before Jerusalem's streets started to teem with people. Jesus rose from the dead when everyone who knew him, except for the handful of women at the heart of the story, had collapsed into exhausted and fitful sleep 
or unable to sleep, huddled together for fear. Jesus rose when the official rulers, religious and political, slept well, confident that they were in control and could bend the world to their will. Jesus rose from the dead when even those devoted women thought the only choice left to them in this world was to attempt to bring a little bit of dignity to an undignified death. But it was Easter, ready or not. It's not Easter, though, because they or we are ready, but because God was and is ready to declare in the worst of times, maybe especially in the worst of times, that love is stronger than death and life in and with God cannot be undone. God's love has become easy to talk about when life is good and safe and our world is adorned with flowers and joy, we can almost treat it like it's the icing on the cake. But it is not that. It is everything. Jesus said in the days before his death that there is no greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. But St. Paul tells us, reminds us, that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, God choosing to claim us all as friends, Christ willing to die for us all, his friends. Jesus laid down his life for the whole lot of us and rose to everlasting life, to assure us that what God desires is new life, eternal life, and an end to death for every person. No exceptions. No exceptions. So this Easter, maybe we can choose to move a bit further away from fear and a little bit closer to joy a little nearer to the truth of God's unyielding love. We are seeing some, rightly called heroes, even now, who embody such love. Whether they are acting from a profound sense of duty or of a call, whether they are acting from faith or simple necessity, is no matter. They are the EMT workers, the hospital workers and health aides of every kind, the police and the firefighters and all those underpaid service workers who are helping life such as it is move forward for the rest of us, often at great risk to themselves. They and this virus for which there is yet no vaccine or easy cure are teaching us a profound and deeply important truth, one that stands at the heart of Jesus' willingness to die for all of us and to rise to new life for each of us. That is that we are inextricably bound to one another 
We can catch or transmit this virus among those we hold most dear, but equally among strangers we pass on the street. So it turns out that the very thing we find so frustrating, the physical distancing and the masks and the endless hand-washing is, in fact, a collective act of love. Maybe we began by wanting to protect ourselves and those closest to us, but we are now truly loving our neighbors as ourselves all across the city and in so many other parts of the world. I hope we will remember that, not just now, but most especially in the months and years to come, when those of us who know more of Easter's with trumpets and song return to a life changed, but not utterly unfamiliar. Remember what it means and how many lives were saved because we loved our neighbors as ourselves. Remember it, because although this virus can come to any of us, it comes with a special vengeance to those who live in cramped spaces or have no shelter at all, to those who fear to ask for help because they have been scared into the shadows for lack of documentation, to those without easy access or any access to medical care. They, they whom Jesus loved so brazenly in his ministry, they are suffering and dying in greater numbers than most of us can imagine. Now in these days of COVID-19, but always, we need to keep loving our neighbors, all of them, now, and find the will to keep loving them long after this pandemic ends. But still, and always, Easter comes. So let us, in the days and years ahead, lay claim to such love that when Jesus comes through our doors, he will find not just flowers and songs, but a great multitude of every race and nation from every place and background shouting our alleluias together. All of us, each of us, clothed in God's love. It's Easter. Let's get ready. Amen.